Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Welcome to the Cyberpunk Lorecast, where we brave scanning the net to find all the deep history and lore of cyberpunk. I'm Toasty, a fixer that's new to Night City with a desire to jump into the details of this gritty setting. And I'm Genesis, an old school media tech with a love of character deep dives. Together, we will bring you the foundations of the past, the state of Night City today, and the news of the future. We've got incoming. Let's Delta. Hey, Chooms. Welcome, welcome to another episode of the Cyberpunk Lorecast. I'm your girl, Genesis. Just here doing an intro all by my lonesome. That's because we had an amazing chat last week with Captain Logan, one of the previous hosts of the Cyberpunk Lorecast. He was gracious enough to come back onto the show to join Turbo, Toasty, and I last week for our Patreon chat about what major events would we want to see within the world of Cyberpunk. Now, hopefully you went and took a listen to that. This is a little bit of a continuation of that conversation. And then we kind of diverge and delve into a whole bunch of different scenarios. Logan didn't have anybody to talk to about edge runners yet. And Toasty didn't have anybody to really deep dive into the analysis with it. Because we kept our episodes pretty short on it when it came out. Uh, and hopefully you've gone back and listened to those as well. We had some really interesting chats on edge runners. But I digress. That is how this thing works. You start talking about one topic and it just keeps going and going and going. And that's why we love these games. Oh, so please enjoy our converse, our continued extended conversation with Logan turbo toasty and i about all things cyberpunk to be fair is logan logan's comeback here and he had to give me shit because you and i always argued so much on episodes (laughs) i don't know what you're talking about i'm just calling what i what i remember of you like i just i remember Toasty really liking Judy. I would not I be surprised if you have an, exp- an an Excel spreadsheet listing out all of different uh, Judy's like tattoos and the meanings. Uh, I, I I was don't. thinking more of timeline. Oh, that, has, like, every single fact, it just has a, a, Google, a document that goes, Judy likes the color red. Okay, here's here's a better question because I know I was I was kidding about the uh, the spreadsheet. Do you have a bookmark on your uh, tab that gives you the step-by-step guide on how to romance judy still absolutely not because i know it by heart (laughs) (laughs) i do have a save file on my cyberpunk game 
that is the start of like the underwater part with Judy, though. <laughs> I will say that. I'm curious with uh, Phantom Liter- Liberty, how many of the characters that have kind of like gone off into into the the the, the horizon um, call back in to V and yeah. see what's going on. We'll like, I it, think it's before. Like, I think it'll be before the end really because well it doesn't make a lot of sense for johnny to still be with you if you've already done the ending because like depending like it either v's gone or johnny's gone um it's set for like certain endings which means that that's what i'm wondering like Like, which ones can make it yeah that's the thing is Um, they have to make it canon in order for it to set and i don't think that they'll make it canon like a canon ending in this game like we know that they have confirmed a cyberpunk 2 so yeah. and if it's a continuation of v's story then i'm sure they have to pick a canonical ending for that but in this game no i, I have a so. quick question do we think that this is going to give us like another ending option like after we finish this instead of like going to the autocados or Real, real, like we go to the present. Hey, present, we need help attacking your Osaka. That's what I Possibly. think is going to happen. Militech, yeah, what if, you get some Militech people. What if this was one of the planned endings that got cut for time and it was like one of the Corpo endings? Yeah, mm, maybe. This yeah, was, see, that's and I what hope I we get new romance. I, I hope we get the happen. romance. I can never do this character. Yeah, I want to. I want to romance him because we couldn't romance Johnny. Let me romance him at least. Possibly. Uh, I don't know how. I, I I also would like a romance for, for that. But I the thing is, is I think that yes, I agree with you, Logan. That this was a this was either original content, or they change things up a little bit and this is another one of the alternate endings that is going to be added in because i don't think that this is post game i think this is pre uh knock mm. like right before talking to hanako and doing the whole nocturne quest i think that um this is going to happen during the timeline when johnny and v are still together now there are ways that each of the endings could still fit and no matter what path you go down i think that there are little dialogues or little phrases that could bring this whole story back together but it'd be really difficult and it would feel kind of cheap so with that being said where do you see a this taking place in night city and B, at what point before the Nocturne quest do you think that, that, that this would have fallen into? Um, uh, well, it's confirmed to be in Pacifica. So there's the whole oh, sectioned off yeah, um, area. I think it's, just, uh, yeah, I think it's uh, an expansion to, to Pacifica, not specifically like what we have there. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, it has been confirmed to be Pacifica. Always- that was that was one of my my long long. I wanted like the voodoo boys and stuff to all get expanded and less animals, but more voodoo boy stuff. Yeah, because that felt like criminally short. Mm-hmm. Yes, when it first it came was. out. But yeah. But okay. What was the second question? Sorry, I was wondering, um, like how, like 
because most of the stories you can kind of go to them at your own pace, but they're kind of gated by difficulty. Like you travel through certain areas and stuff, but you can pretty much go wherever you want. So I'm just kind of wondering, like, how is that going to fit in with the souped up V that I have right now saved at the, 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 the cutoff point? Like, what is what is the the difficulty curve going to be for Phantom Liberty for people who have, you know, hundreds of hours into it? Increase the level cap and make it mm. so that way it's still you have to be high level to even broach the area in Pacifica, probably like level 40 at least. I think cap is at 50 right now. Yes. Um, Do you think they're going to you're going to block off new content like that to people jumping in? I I think it's not a I mean I don't think it's a blockage but like everything in Cyberpunk is generally like well I guess it's not level it's a story based but you know like you do have hmm I mean like it might be a story point thing uh it may not be a level cap but it may be like all this happens. a certain level in the story which means that you have to at least by the point like kind of latish game you're probably already hit 30 and if they make it a level cap of 30 then it's not really that much of a a block um like that's, but like i think they, they make it a bit higher difficulty because like otherwise it becomes a very like boring endeavor whenever you can just yeah. walk in as level 50 v and just be like oh i i fucking body this although we do know that Enemies do scale in missions depending on, um, you know, what level you are. Because I have played in modded runs and done like gone to level 50 before the heist even happens. And the weapons and things that the enemies have are far higher tier than what you see. Like they, mm. they are running around with rare weaponry at the minimum and they're usually all smart guns. It is nuts that we still haven't gotten a new game plus. Facts. <laughs> I'm still surprised by that. Yeah. Maybe now we will. Maybe that's how they do it. Like maybe it comes in with like the a, DLC. Yeah. I would I wouldn't yeah, be surprised. Game plus and that's how you're able to go anywhere you want is because the air and stuff like that. That'd be interesting. I'd be happy. I'd go back and I'd play through another another run with a new game plus. Yeah, I have to say. By the way, Toasty, I love the pops with Inosuke and Toph, and yeah, Johnny there, and other Johnny. I can't uh, tell who the other one is. Uh, it's the one above Johnny's Aragorn. Uh, oh, okay. Then I have, um, I have Qui Gon Jinn here. He's kind of blocked off. Uh, Jack Sparrow and Geralt. I don't see anything. What are you guys talking about? Geralt, my my pops and His my little thing figures. Here. You have to click on him and make him bigger. Like if you're the camera screen on his phone is probably too small to see. It's probably probably too small. Yeah, no. My my wife has been buying me um, things so that I have a bit more of a presentation in my office. So uh, she's buying me like my basically my favorite characters from the fandoms that I like. So that's what the pops are for, man. They didn't make any Judy ones. Oh, that's cute. Adorable. Mm-hmm. Wait. Deadpool with a unicorn? It's uh-huh. 
Uh-huh. If you the remember from the movie, that, that mm-hmm. what unicorn. he did with that unicorn. <laughs> that's, it's, that's exactly what it's doing. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, it is gin, so it makes sense. <laughs> My husband bought this for me. He was yes, just buying me. It- because he also knows you. <laughs> he's your hopefully. husband. So it's hopefully. Like, hopefully, yes, you're hopefully. <laughs> I think, I think, Secret I think, side of Jen, <laughs> you don't know. I think the fact that he bought her that Deadpool says that he knows her. <laughs> So I want to know. That's I want to know why I laughed at Logan's comment about how we had to get our controllers off this way. I mean, the come on, joysticks off the joysticks. joysticks specifically. That's what he said. I was like, ah. <laughs> I went there too. Don't worry. Um, I know. And you stared at me for a moment husband. whenever I made a face. So <laughs> I made yes. a face at one point. You paused. And you were like, <laughs> cut it out <laughs> in <laughs> post. <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah. sometimes clean all of this up. Yeah, that's fair. Are we still recording actually? Yeah. Well, yes, because if I end the recording, then it ends the call, and then you know everybody's just sitting here chatting right now, which is fine. You know what? I can I'm gonna cut ask, all of this. I'm, I'm gonna ask Logan, um, because you mentioned wanting to talk about edge runners, and I'm curious to know your opinions. And you know what, Jen, you can. You can cut this part out and throw it on the Patreon for bonus. That's fine with me. Because, uh, I mean, we can't really, like, I mean, it would be nice to do a catch-up episode, but, like, I don't know. I, guess. I think we had planned that originally, and then it just, like, you and I really just started getting into the groove and all that stuff. And then I was like, oh, yeah, we should probably start reaching out to the old things. I mean, we've got our one interview lined up that nobody knows about yet but us. So, nice. two. Oh, actually, two of them now. Yeah, that's so, the whole started for me was an interview. Okay, well, one of these interviews I don't know about. So, <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> you know about both of them. ADHD brain has forgotten. So, <laughs> check your email. <laughs> Is it in? Wait, I don't know. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> just figured I'd toss that out there and see if see if it sparked any memory. All right, Edge Runners, let's talk about it. Yeah, I want to know, Logan. I want to know your thoughts. Oh, man. So animation-wise, fantastic. I love the studio. I think they did a, a, a great job with it. Um, I liked the early episodes kind of where where you kind of have David just kind of like really kind of being put to the, put to the test. Uh, especially with his mom, I thought that that was heartbreaking. Um, I, it ju- especially as like things were just starting to to turn around, and um, I think that they did a a good job, kind of having him adapt to the the Sandusky implant, like the and and I thought it was kind of interesting, like how they did it. The thing that I didn't really gel with was like halfway through the series where, you know, he's working with the crew, uh, things are getting well, you know, he's starting to get some upgrades, he's starting to to kind of get his footing in there and stuff. And then just like the the uh and I'm blanking on his name, but the main dude dies in it and Main. Main? His name is Main, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why figures. Um Oh yeah, because it's like it's it's Maine, but it's Maine like the the state Maine, not like yeah. M A I N. 
Um, but like he's he, and then he just like takes over as like the new solo, and it's like that point up into the point where they have the fight with uh Smasher. Yeah. That whole chunk right there was kind of the worst chunk for me. I really didn't like kind of what he was about, like him just constantly pushing himself and pushing himself and pushing himself. And I'm like, you know, it's it's almost like he saw the the faults in what was going on with Maine and he and didn't heed any of it. Yeah, he just copied it. And I was just like, you know, he didn't he didn't really have anyone else to like have as a as a, a father figure or like a big brother figure right so it's obvious like he's going to he's going to succumb to the same faults as main did but i think it was there was a disconnect in my mind between his relationship with lucy that i was just like i don't it doesn't feel like lucy is is a part of the story when she was so so like critical to his to him in general like just david in general like if it wasn't for lucy there was so much left on the table about her story, about how she feels about things. Um, and, it, and it was all just kind of played off as PTSD. And I was like, that really sucks. I wanted to explore more of that. So when mm-hmm. when there was that section of of him just kind of running missions and stuff like that, and then then the, the small kind of lead up to um, the, the fight with Arasaka in Smasher, at that point, I was just like, I was kind of over him. And and I was kind of annoyed that Lucy was staying around when I think that she deserved so much better at that point because he was just he was so selfish and and unyielding about things and it and it really didn't gel with the character that I expected David was going to be. Like David was always pushing himself, but he was always pushing himself to prove something. And now that he had proved something, it seemed like he didn't care it didn't seem like he had much empathy and that kind of bugged me so when the smasher thing came and it was like that was this moment to kind of save everyone um with the armor i thought it was like a a, it was a weird kind of like a reckoning and then the ending came and i felt really bad because i felt like i had lost faith in david as a as a person um and by the time the ending came, I was like, oh, damn, I wasn't, I didn't actually think it was going to have him be dead. And I was, that was kind of the, that was kind of the bummer for me as I was like, I felt like there was a lot more to that story that could have been told. And it was kind of weird that we're only getting that. It was just like, it's the one season. Um, and I felt like there were so many more stories that could have been told and so much more with the characters that we got with that entire crew that I really wanted to like dive into that. We just, we just didn't get any of that. And I was kind of bummed about that. Yeah. Um, I mean, like the, the coolest, like kind of explanation I've seen for it. Um, and kind of like the most heartbreaking for it. I think I like kind of went really into detail with it. Whenever we did our like review on that episode or whatever, um, or those couple episodes, um was that like the idea of like the leader of the group like basically sacrificing themselves like their their body and their sanity to like keep the rest of the group safe and that was kind of like Maine's thing is that like Maine was more 
cybered out than anyone else because like in his mind, it was his job to protect the group. Um, and, but like eventually it becomes a detriment and you end up harming your group still because you're, you like get so cybered out, you lose yourself. Um, and like, that was kind of the same like path David took. Cause he even says it at the end, like I couldn't protect my mom. I couldn't protect Maine. Uh, I didn't want to let that happen to anyone else. It was basically he, instead of seeing the, the issues with that from Maine's like death, he saw only like the duty he had to like, keep the group safe had been passed on to him and the guilt that he felt have having failed everyone else that he, he took on that role, sacrificing his body. And granted a lot of it comes from like the kind of cockiness he had to it as well, because cyberware didn't affect them as like heavily as, as other people. And it's like, okay. So like he can, he can take more of it, but even then he's still eventually are going to hit that wall um, and start having issues. But like at that point, how much of you is left to see the mistakes or, or see the, the concerns with it. Yeah. But like it kind of, yeah, he kind of took on that role and it didn't help considering the stuff we saw with certain, like he, I never, I didn't really see it. Uh, and like, of course, don't get me wrong. I mean, like I have two Lucy posters in my fucking room. Um, so like I did thoroughly like uh, Lucy, but like I didn't see it as much as David. Um, and like, of course he has his faults. They both have their faults. It's an extremely toxic relationship. If you look on the outside of it. Um, but like Lucy found out that information about Arasaka wanting David and kind of made protecting him her whole goal. And it made it caused her to be aloof because she she no longer ran with the gang. She didn't really like uh, like she saw him at like home for a bit, um, like every day probably. But she was like doing so much stuff on her own, and he was like doing the job of protect, like being the the leader of the edge runners and protecting the people. So there's like that rift came between them. Um, and then at that point, like we see like the whole like dramatics of, you know, once he starts losing it, losing it, that he starts questioning, like, are we like, what is this? Like, it, this doesn't, this isn't the same as it was or like, or, or just doesn't seem how I want it to be, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, the, with as much as we can see, I mean, they're all supposed to be, incredibly flawed characters um that's kind of the whole point uh that's kind of the like the the, because i watched you know those like videos like you know video essays and stuff on it um and it's kind of what i think it kind of it made sense for it like someone as guilty as david for in his mind failing everyone like trying not to do that again no matter the cost um you know so yeah i i definitely i definitely see like where that where that can go into i think it 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 was one of those situations where 
I would have loved to have had some really good arguments between Lucy and David mm-hmm. in the show to really substantiate like what the what you know even if it's mired in 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 you know words that aren't saying what they're intended to meet to to say you can at least get the undertones of that expressed um where is is at least in the show i don't recall i could be wrong on this it felt like their relationship was one of convenience and it was no longer a, a relationship of of love like they cared for each other but she didn't want to run with the crew. I, I always felt like there was a sense of resentment because he always wanted her back because he missed what she was like before that situation. And instead of like nurturing and caring and protecting the, the Lucy that had dealt with all of that and trying to understand it better, he just kind of put her off onto the side so that he could continue his own ambition, which really didn't like, it doesn't really translate well in the show as, as him trying to protect her at that point. It was, well, it did he to be the next main and Dario. Like that's what he expected to happen. You know, like if I'm going to be the leader of the crew, I'm going to have my girl at my side. And that's just not what happened with it. My impression was that she put herself to the side because yeah. like throughout the show, I think it shows like we see that like it's, it never feels like love. It feels like obsession. It feels like Lucy is obsessed with David um, because like once she sees that he's in danger, like, like, you know, he gets in danger, she goes after it. Like it, it, and it's, and it's like, you know, she changes a bit where she's like, you know, no longer kind of that like casual aloof person that she is like whenever he gets kidnapped, she's like, she's like murderous. Um, and then like, later on like she finds out that information and she becomes obsessed with trying to stop it and keep him safe and i'm sure in her head it was like yes because i love him and i want to keep him safe but because like i don't think any of these characters have a true understanding of what love is especially her she's never understood love from any perspective because like she became a, a i mean essentially a child soldier um when she was younger, like just on the net, um, she's never had that perspective. She has a very skewed idea of looking at how love is supposed to be mm-hmm. between people. So it like it comes in the form of obsession with this dude. Oh, I got such a different read on that when I was watching it. I mean, that's, that's, that's one of the fun of it is different perspectives on like yeah. how people see things. I mean, that's why we can yeah. have conversations. So for sure. <laughs> Yeah, in my mind, I had always thought that he was always kind of like the young, naive imbecile. And she had been she'd seen like what what the real world was like. And she loved that innocence about him. And when she was kind of put to task to train him, she saw it more as a burden because she was potentially seeing like what she had been turning him, turning him into what she had you know gotten away from but that she had fallen in love with his kind of his passion, his desires, right? Like he's very passionate and that's very charismatic for a lot of people. And I think that what he saw, I think for me, what she learned about him in Arasaka was more of PTSD mixed with um, a fear of what would happen to him. 
And I think that the I think the seclusion is is on point. I think that she did remove herself from the situation, but I never appreciated the fact that he didn't have the forethought to try and understand what she was going through better to try and mend her. Uh, not that she, you know, not that she needed him to do that, but that she needed someone present. And that's where I was always like, he's the leader of the gang. He didn't need to be the leader of the gang. He chose to be the leader of the gang because Maine was the one that wanted him to uh, kind of be the new solo. And I always, I always kind of resented it. it was like, you have someone that you're infatuated with that you, you think is beautiful, that you want around you and she's around you. But now it's more like she's a trophy wife. She's not actually a partner. And I think well, I that think, always kind of bugged me. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think that's entirely uh, accurate as well. Like, I think, like mm-hmm. I said, I think it's false on both their sides because she became obsessed with the mission to protect them. He became obsessed with being the new main. They became obsessed with things that, were not yeah things that took them away from each other um even though like in in the kind of like side angle of it is that like overall it was kind of them trying to do the same thing for each other they were both trying to protect each other they just took routes that ended up splitting them apart rather than bringing them closer together um like i like yeah. It's definitely he because, you know, her in the sense of she doesn't understand what love is because she's never experienced it before. And like, um, like, but also like, I mean, he hasn't either. He's he's a kid. Like, like he Not like with his mom. Yeah. Yeah. But like, but also, wasn't he stalking her beforehand? Didn't he always ride the train to see Watcher? No, she showed up. Oh. Like she just can't. Like at one point, he noticed her. He uh, he caught her stealing. I, uh, I remember yeah. that. I just I I couldn't remember. It was a time before he, where she was there, and he like was like kind of like whoa, and tried to like find her, but she was gone okay. by the time. Like it wasn't he wasn't stalking her, um, right. or at least I assume not. That wasn't the vibe I got off of it. But like yeah, but like David's never my my sense. Sorry, I like he's known love, but I meant like he's never experienced a relationship before because he's a kid i mean like the oldest that we can see him getting in the whole show is like 18 Mm -hmm. like so like and you whenever you're that age you still don't understand it like you still don't know like how to deal with relationships or like what love can really be or like you think you know but you really don't so you know uh yeah, it, it definitely. And, you know, he went down the because it was also because his mom's stuff was heartbreaking, obviously. And he like really loved his mom. His his mom put a lot of expectations on him that were unfair too. Um, his, I don't I don't think they were unfair. I think she wanted the best for him and she was pushing him to do the thing that would keep him out of trouble. And I don't think that any parent would argue that that isn't what they wouldn't want for their kid. I think for sure. But I guess in different, because obviously, because I have like me and a friend of mine have a different perspective on it is because um, like she did say that she wanted the best for him, 
but with the way she frames it in the way of like look how much i'm sacrificing for you to get there is depending on like how your relationship because i mean me i wouldn't want anybody doing that to me at all i would have there would be an instant disconnect regardless of the person you are if you put it as this is all the stuff i'm doing so you need to do this thing because of that um there i i I think that the a first off the the guilt trip thing is never a never a positive thing but i i didn't that was something that didn't really come until like things had really kind of blown over like he had always just kind of stated uh, skated the line like he'd always just kind of towed the line with going to school and stuff like that it wasn't until like money started to get to become an issue and in the ex uh, him getting ex, or getting in the fight and stuff like that that really the weight and stress of her having to be a single parent working all that time and stuff like that and the pushback that he was giving that finally she had to kind of come out during that that car trip and be like this is all the shit that i'm doing just so that you can go to school i want you to understand why i feel like this is so important and but it, i in the sense because like he was expressing like because he was never ever going to fit i mean because they tell us that he was a straight a student he excelled yeah at these courses but he was he was a like a poor dude from a poor family from pacifica and he was like regardless of i could i could be better than literally anyone in my class it doesn't matter because I'm never going to fit. Even once I pass this and go up the corporate ladder, they're still going to see that kid from Pacifica and it's never going to be an acceptance thing. Um, and like, I think that was like his main pushback was just like, like I, I like, I see what you're doing and I see the sacrifices you're making, but like, like it, regardless of even if I do succeed here, it's, it's never gonna work anyways yeah i i don't disagree i think it it's tough to say for myself like what i would do because i'm not a parent but as a parent you you strive you work so you do whatever it takes to to get the better life for your kid right like you want your kid to have the better life and you try and try and try and you try not to let as uh, however hard that is show and so many conversations i've i've heard from people that find out like what their parents went through so that they could go to school and stuff like that they're just like i i never hoped that or i would have never have asked my kid or my parents to go through all of that had i known how much they were going through but that's the that's the parents burden uh to bear is is to try and provide a better place for their their kids to be able to do that so i i think it was a matter of time where David would have realized like there's no way this is going to work out and him kind of realizing how much sacrifice his parent his mom was putting into it was infuriating because she didn't see what life was like for him because she was too busy and he didn't see what life was like for her because he was too wrapped up in 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 the bullying that he was getting dealt. Yeah. I don't know if I had a point to that. Yeah, that parenting is hard and you never know if you're doing it right or wrong until one day you find out yeah it just happens um no i think that 
sacrificing for your kid is the job of every parent. Um, it's just what level of sacrifice you're willing to do and whether or not it was worth it. Um, there's a point where you have to have a conversation with your child, like putting my kid in soccer lessons. Okay. They, they were semi cheap, but it also put a little bit of strain, but she had really a fun time at soccer. And so I was like, yeah, willing to do that. But then one day, you know, I'm like, all right, we got to get up. We got to go to soccer practice. And she's like, I'm just kind of done with it. I don't want to do it anymore. And I'm like, if she doesn't want to play soccer anymore, I don't want to be spending, you know, $300 a month on this anymore. I don't want to have to be driving out there and sitting in the rain to watch the soccer games anymore. Canceling the thing is going to be a benefit for all of us. But that's also not her education. So I could see how David, how, you know, the mom would have pushed further for him to stay in school that way. Um but it's definitely a conversation that you just sit and find out I could be making more sacrifices than what is necessary because I don't want to let other people know how much I'm doing behind the scenes for them. Yeah. And I think it comes back around to the, if you grew up in Pacifica, you saw what was going on in Pacifica, you have a kid and you have an opportunity to try and give them a better life. What is that? What is that worth to you? Mm-hmm. And and I think that was that's why I don't feel like it was something where a lot was put upon him. All he had to do was go to school and get good grades. That was his. That was his chore. But like his. But the thing is, is that like we didn't get to see it much, and that's probably a fault to the the anime itself. But we do get to see part of it is that the bullying that he experienced and like i mean there's like that level from what i anticipate uh i mean just based on like my own being bullied experience from high school and like how that made me specifically feel and like different people like i mean there's kids that like commit suicide because of the bullying they experience in high school so like i mean yes like you said there was the point of like she was so busy she didn't see what he was going through either um but like that's kind of like that is a that is a huge burden that he has to like take on himself is like okay like my mom's giving up all of this like she's giving up literally having a life for me to do this so i need to stay doing this even though it makes me completely miserable because I'm hated. I am, I am, they tell me that I am the bottom of the barrel and worse even. Uh, and like, that's a fucking lot. I mean. And then pushing it a little bit further, further. And I will say that I think the one thing that mom did wrong in the whole scenario was, um, you know, you're going to finish this school, David, you're going to get straight A's, you're going to do all this. And then one day you are going to be at the top of our soccer tower. That is what your life is going to be. You are going to get to the top of that tower that one at one one day. Instead of going, look, your school is important. 
And what we are going to do is we are going to get you to the end of school. And then once you get out, then you can decide what you want to do with this. But I'm going to give you every tool up until that point where you get to make your own decisions. Like, because by the time that he turns 18 and graduates from high school, then yeah, he is his own adult and he can choose. But if you're, if you're told your whole life, no, this is what your life is going to be. At one point you're going to rebel against that. And that would have ended their relationship there too. Um, But then the fact that David holds that phrase in his head all the way to the last minute of the last episode, like, look, Ma, I did what you wanted me to do. Like, that's what he was striving for the whole time. And so, obviously, that caused emotional and mental damage to him. Yeah. And yeah. holy crap, we have gone on for an additional 45 minutes. This is going to come out as an entire bonus episode. Let's go. I mean, it's like our catch-up episode. Talking to Logan about all the stuff that we haven't had the chance to talk to him about. Like, the big yeah. things. I mean, it has happened since, since, you know, we... uh I can't even remember when was y'all because y'all stopped doing April. around April, oh, yeah. And were you gone before before that? Yeah, he was then? gone before Tom stopped. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I I ended. Uh, I had to stop in December of 2021, I believe. So it's been a whole when year. I had to shift. Yeah, so two. Been on. So that... No, it's, well, one. A December. year plus a month. A year plus a month. Yeah. So I'm not good with numbers. I was like, I, I was like, <laughs> it was like the hiatus was that long. Wait, was it? Shit. <laughs> So like I said at the beginning of the episode, this was just a continuation from our Patreon chat last week. Uh, so I don't have any new reviews to read out. I don't have any new patrons to announce. And the website is still the same. MetallicDiceGames.com Using the promo code CPLC at checkout. You guys are amazing. And thank you so much for your continued support through all of this. And I hope that you're really enjoying our extended chat with Logan and getting caught up. Thanks so much. Let's get back into it. Mm-hmm. Sorry, for- I just got a, a message from my wife that they went out to go get dinner and that I need to, to make dinner for myself. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah. Thanks for coming and beer. On. Oh, nice. <laughs> I think that's going to be my dinner tonight, too. Yeah, pizza and beer. Pizza, I love being beer. an adult. I eat whatever I want. Exactly. I don't have mom telling me I got to be at the top of Arasaka Tower. I got to be on top of making this pizza. That's there my life. <laughs> oh, but uh, yeah, thanks for coming back on the show. Thanks for having me. It was good to get into cyberpunk again and get to talk with it. It's it's been a long time, man. Having to 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 think all the way back to Cyberpunk 2077 and the mission names and like the different characters and stuff. I was like, it's all up here. I know it's up here. We're gonna be fine. We're gonna we're gonna get through this. But it was it was really good to sit down and talk with you all about it. And then and it congrats just again. Like coming back and getting and you're like, I remember that. Okay, yeah, I know yeah. that. Hey. 
first ever patron chat that Logan didn't play Cyberpunk in the background. <laughs> I didn't do that until like halfway through the first year. <laughs> Legit. And, hey, we didn't talk about your guy though. The guy? The guy? Who you always want to romance. Oh, Goro. I brought up Goro. Yeah, he did. Goro. I totally no. brought up Goro. It was at the very end of the of the the first Patreon episode where I was going to toss out my my own my own little thing that was like a no, nice little. your favorite guy, the favorite guy, Dum Dum, oh. Dumbo, Dum Dum. Oh my God, I forgot about Dum Dum. Oh, Dum Dum, man. I never forgot about Dum Dum. We we got we got robbed of being able to join up the Maelstrom gang. That's all I got to say. Is Dum Dum needs. Like I said, I said it on, I don't even know how many patron chats, but like a faction system would have made this game like yeah. exponentially better. Like, way, way better. But yeah. also exponentially worse because it'd be another thing that probably wouldn't have been working when it first came out. And faction systems. I think it would have been, I still think it would have been cool if all of the weapons and uh, certain quick hacks and stuff had all been tied to the different like gangs and that you had to actually go level up with whatever gangs you wanted to, to be able to get the, the street cred that you wanted to get, to be able to like earn those weapons. Like if you wanted the power weapons, you had to go down and work with the animals. If you wanted the the tech weapons, you had to go uh, with, um, I don't know, maelstrom, you know, pick your, pick your poison for whoever you, or I guess the, the, the voodoo boys, would yeah. be like a perfect for like the quick access like that would have been a fantastic thing that cyberpunk could have been yeah maybe um, one day maybe two maybe cyberpunk two yeah let's hope for two yeah you know that we get in uh 2036 77 <laughs> <laughs> something like that you know we'll see let's let's hope that cyberpunk 2 comes quick and easy that they're able to use a lot of night city that they're able to kind of kick things off and we get it in the same console generation that we did for cyberpunk just with like more refined support or i think we will console. yeah because i think we will get it uh sooner because like they're making the transition over to to unreal engine right and like with an already yeah. like fully established engine like that it's shouldn't take as long as having to make your own systems in your current engine to work in for this game. So yeah. we should get it quicker, but I mean, with how oh, much yeah. like effort and detail goes into the stories of these things, it's still going to take a while. And the so. lead writer has gone too now. So we got to, we they got to get a new writer for, uh, for cyberpunk two and what that's going to be like. Yep. Be so curious. I want a whole new character. Yeah. Yeah. I really I would I would love to dive into a whole new character, get a different plot, leave V's story to be whatever anyone wants it to be and not necessarily be canonical, like don't have a canonical ending, but I don't know. I could see both. That's fair. Yeah. We should call him E. <laughs> the exact opposite of the alphabet, not V, but E. Call him E. Or is it D? D or E? B, W, X, Y, Z. Yeah, it'd be I'm not good with numbers. E. E. It could be like a Edward, 
What's a good E name for a female? What's Elizabeth? I don't know. Elizabeth. Uh, um, Ellie. Ellie. Is Ellie with an E? Yeah. Yeah. E L L I. Yep. Oh my god. Or E L L E. Because what was? Bees is what Vince or Valerie or something like? I thought it was Veronica. It's Valerie. I think it's Vince. What's wrong with Veronica? Victoria. I don't know. Victoria sounds familiar. I think it was Valerie. Because it was something like not. It was Vincent and it is, yeah, Vincent and Valerie. That's so girly. Valerie is such no a no wonder they went by V and not Valerie. That's why they went by V, Jim. <laughs> Can't be a badass and be a Valerie. Your name was Vincent. You probably don't want to be. You probably don't want to use that. And yeah, Valerie's so girly. You probably also don't want to use it. Funny that they didn't go with like Vinny. He could have. could totally have oh, been man. like a street kid, Vinny. Oh god, Corpo gosh. Vinny. Can you imagine a Corpo Vinny in a full suit? Like, oh, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> It would have been bad. Because of Minnie, what's going on? Hey, this is a soprano suddenly. <laughs> yeah. I mean. See, if they had gone with Victoria, then it could have been a Vinny or a Vicky, you know. Yeah. That one. Vicky, Vicky. I would go with Vicky. Because oh, <laughs> then it could have been Vinny, Vitty, Vitty, Vici. Yep. Vicky or Vinny. Yep. The worst ideas I, I come up with. Uh, maybe that should be a, a cyber that can be another patreon chat for another day let's make cyberpunk worse we've talked about what? all the ways to make it good to make it great <laughs> make it fantastic but let's take the game as is and not obviously make it shitty through like graphics or gameplay or anything like that but some of the details let's just make the game worse well, there's some details you can't make worse, and I guess there's child soldiers. There's not really much worse than that. Everyone's yeah. in polyester. Everyone wears oh, polyester. The horror. And Velcro. We set the faction. And we set the fashion back to, Ooh, fashion back to, like, bad 80s fashion. Not cool cyberware fashion, but just, like, <laughs> bad all 80s. We gotta that be careful because we go, if we go back suit. too far, we end up being in steampunk instead of cyberpunk. <laughs> okay, I'm not going like back to Victorian ages here. Oh, that would be interesting. Cyberpunk 2077, cool but steampunk. Turn steampunk everything cyberpunk to steam. But it's yep, it's cool. 1877 as opposed to 2077. 1877. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> they could bring like real roach into the game because there's actually horses oh my god <laughs> oh. steampunk 1877 you play as v victor <laughs> victor <laughs> been all right, victor, victor and vanessa are in in uh <laughs> elizabeth town and like, and, and technically, instead of like having like uh, smart bullets, you just have steam-powered bullets. Yeah, it's just it's all steam-powered rifles, <laughs> grappling hooks. I hate yeah. the fact that I would play this. What the hell? It yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm going to use 
any of these ideas for the like uh industrial era london style D D campaign that i'm gonna do but i definitely am yeah. like quick hacking is like you holding up a magnifying glass up to a piece of paper and be like ah yes i can see the smudges from their fingerprints we have access don't some steampunks have a little bit of magic in it so like all that brain oh, yeah, and hacking thing would be like little magics like but then it gets you can totally do that yeah, yeah. Just make some. Uh, the steampunk wait. always has, has potions and stuff, and it's. I'm just thinking instead of quick hacks, it's like you throw a potion at them. So So dishonored. Yeah. Actually, I was, I think I was thinking about Bio, it. Bioshock. Uh, what is it? Bioshock Infinite. I need to play by the Bioshock games. I think it's Bioshock Infinite. Have. I like that. Oh, amazing! Mm. Well, All I right, got Because it's my. It's my old man bedtime, so. Old man <laughs> bedtime. Don't bed. forget to take your dinges out and put them in the ox saucer. I will. All right, guys. Bye. 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 Okay, yeah. The ending of that felt really abrupt. But that's just kind of how it was. We ended up chatting for like basically another 45 minutes and then realized oh shit it got really late in the night so it's time to end the show and everybody was just like i would totally play steampunk cyberpunk set in olden days even though in the cyberpunk timeline that wouldn't actually make sense but in our little fantasy brains it all worked out realized what time it was and called it a night. And that is where I am also going to call this recording a night and do our normal outro of all the cool ways that you can reach out to us and find us on the internet. Toasty is the co-host of the Witcher Lorecast, uh, a part of the Robots Radio Network, where they discuss everything related to Witcher. Uh, most recently, they have been talking about the Blood Origin series, and Toasty has a lot of opinions on that one. So go give him a listen, go give him a follow, and you can also find him on the Cyberpunk D, Cyberpunk apostrophe D live play of Cyberpunk Red, which I listen to. It's an amazing fun time over there with the Fumbling Four and Almighty Crit Gang. Um, so many wild personality types on there, and it's really fun to dive into the world of cyberpunk written by somebody completely different and through the lens of what uh, Crit this season is the referee uh, through where he wants to take all of these wild and crazy characters and where their ride is going. Now, if you like more of me, you can find me on the, the Two Girls, One Ship podcast, where we analyze, rate, and review all that the world of video game romances has to offer. Right now, we have just started our deep dive into Mass Effect 3 characters. And I am in my happy, happy, happy place. I get to be reunited with all the lovers that I have had in my beloved Bioware games. So please give us a follow and a listen on there as well. And 
also a major shout out to Gav of Miracle of Sound. Please go find his music on the interwebs. You will not be disappointed. And of course, I also want to thank Logan and Turbo for sticking around and having fun after the show and just chatting it up. This was a really, really fun episode to record, and I hope that you have all enjoyed listening to it as well. And as always, remember, stay safe in Night City. Do you love Dragon Age? Have you always wanted to learn more about its vast world and detailed lore? Are you still attached to your hero of Ferelden, even a decade after Dragon Age Origins came out? Or maybe you're a newer fan, still discovering a new tidbit or quest every day. Well, either way, the Dragon Age Lorecast is the podcast for you. I'm Austin, also known as Teacup. And I'm Shelby, also known as SheCup. And come and join us as we embark on a journey to explore and discover all things Dragon Age. We'll discuss all kinds of topics, from Lyrium to the Chantry, and the great mysteries of the old gods, and even more that even you Bioware superfans might not know about. So come and listen on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And always remember... Swooping.